This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. I don't know if I said this already, but Milo was playing with the little tiny microphone that I bought to use with my cell phone to record these little rants, and I don't know where he put it. And I don't know if I took it away from him and put it somewhere to hide it from him, and now I forget where I hid it. That's the worst. So anyways, I'm still just talking into my cell phone and using the microphone that's in the cell phone, which is probably fine. Um, This episode will probably not be as good quality um, as the ones that I record into my computer using my professional microphone, but we're just going to test it out and see what happens. So I had the idea to switch the format of the Thursday episodes to be more like sporadic in that I record little pieces here and there throughout my week because what happens is I experience something like I have a difficult moment with Milo or like something comes up with my husband that I'm like, oh, like that was irritating and I want to talk about these things, but I lose track of them. Or I will just quickly mention it in my Instagram stories. Um, or I don't talk about it at all. And then I'm like, damn it. Like, and then I just forget about these things. So I was like, wouldn't it be nice if in the moment or shortly after something happens, I can just record into my phone. And then for the Thursday episode, I can mash all these little pieces together to make an entertaining episode that talks about a bunch of different things. So that's my thinking. Um, I got the idea from listening to an episode of Call Her Daddy where she was doing that. She was kind of like updating us over the course of a few days and I thought it was so entertaining and I loved it. So I was like, I'm going to try and do that too. So this is the first episode that I am doing that and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um Feel free to leave feedback, message me on the podcast account on Instagram, which is at the mom room podcast. Um, things are about to get serious because I got a neon sign for my office and I'm going to set up a comfy chair. I'm going to paint the wall and I have a neon sign to put behind me. And I feel like that means I'm a professional podcaster now. Um, 
so yeah, look forward to that. Hopefully very soon. I bought all the paint supplies today. Um, I am talking, this is Tuesday afternoon, but yeah, I, um, bought all the paint supplies today and my neon sign got delivered today. So I am going to try my hardest to find a chair and to start podcasting in front of my cool wall with the neon sign. So look out for that. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if there are any topics that you want me to touch on in future episodes, please send us a message on the podcast account, which again is at the mom room podcast on Instagram. And yeah, tell your friends about us. If you have friends that have kids and you think they would like the show, send one to them, send your favorite episode and maybe they'll be hooked. Um, the show is growing really well, knock on wood. So yeah, let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Ideally, because I'm like a dreamer and I think ahead and I'm just laser focused to laser focused to, I would love to do a live show here or there and just like get to meet everybody. And that's like the dream, you know? So yeah, share it with a friend, shout it from the rooftops. I am going to start to get our snacks ready for the daycare drive home and um, go pick up my child. It's raining, which is weird. Like we just had two massive snowstorms and now it's pouring rain outside. So welcome to Canada. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. That is it for me for now. Okay, sorry. Okay, this morning on the car ride to daycare... The tablet died, okay? And sometimes I can, like, just keep talking to them and, like, oh, my God, look at the sunshine. Like, look at all the snow outside. But this morning, like, he was adamant that he wanted his tablet, and I was like, I'm so sorry. The battery died. Mommy, when she gets home, she's going to plug it in and she'll charge it because in the car, he's usually playing his games on his tablet. So, um, like, the other day, We downloaded Jigsaw, which is basically like an adult puzzle game, but he's obsessed with puzzles lately. So we downloaded it and you can switch the pieces to be bigger and there's less pieces in the puzzle or you can make the pieces really small and have a lot of pieces to make it harder. So we put it on like a low level with bigger pieces so that he'd be able to do the puzzles and the whole ride to school the other day. He did his whole puzzle. It was amazing. So anyways, that app is called Jigsaw and it's free. So his tablet dies halfway to school and I was trying to distract him. I'm like, oh my God, look at the sun. It's so sunny. Like the sun is coming out from behind the clouds. And then he started freaking out because he didn't want the sun. I don't know if anyone else's kid is like this in the car. Like if the sun goes in his eyes he starts to rage like he gets really upset about it and I feel bad and I'm like oh my god when am I gonna hit a turn so that the sun won't be in his freaking face but like that's what it was doing this morning it was very sunny and he was not happy about it and I was like what would you like me to do with the sunshine and he's like take it away I'm like where would you like me to put the sunshine and he was like just take it down I'm like unfortunately I can't take the sun out of the sky I'm so sorry And then he started whining 
I want my dinosaur game. I want my dinosaur game. And what I've been doing lately in the car when he is asking for something that I don't have and it's impossible to give to him. Like the other day he wanted a banana and it was like he was fixated on having a banana. And I was like, I don't have a banana in the car right now. But he doesn't understand that. He's like, I just want a banana right the F now. So this morning it was, I want my dino game. I'm like, I'm sorry, your tablet is, you know, it's dead. Mommy has to charge it. So... What I've been doing now is when he says, I want my dino game, like he says it all like bossy, I just say, okay, mommy wants a pineapple, like something so random. And then he laughs and he thinks it's funny. And then it's like a game where we go back and forth saying what each of us wants. So that's what we did this morning. I will play you a little clip and maybe this is a tactic that you can use in the car one day when your child is screaming for something that you do not have. So enjoy. Okay, mommy wants a turtle. What? What do you want? I want a fishy. A fishy? Yeah. Is the fishy going to come in the car? Yeah. What's he going to do? He's going to wobble your hand. He's going to eat my hand? No, wobble your hand. He's going to wobble my hand. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> That's what he's going to do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mommy wants an octopus. What? Yeah. You think he's going to fit in the car? No. No? He's got too much legs on there. He's got too many legs? No, yeah. How many legs does he have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What? He's got eight legs, that's right. You're <laughs> a genius, baby. He doesn't go underwater. You must go to school, because you know so many things. I want. You want a house? Yeah. You already have a house. I want a real one. Uh, you want a, another one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want one. Oh, you want to eat a house? <laughs> well, that's silly. Crunch. Crunch? Yeah, crunch it. Okay, we're at school. So I started watching Euphoria last night. I only watched the first episode. And it's funny because I looked in my DMs on Instagram and someone was like, oh my God, you're starting Euphoria? Like abort, abort. If you watch that, you're never going to want your kid to leave their bedroom. And it's so true. It's pretty disturbing. And I'm not good at watching disturbing things. Not to say that like other people are but I don't know like I don't find certain content entertaining like I do in the moment and I'm like oh my god what's gonna happen but then I try and fall asleep at night and I'm disturbed and thinking about what I was watching even though I know it's make-believe you know because I know that people actually have lives like that and it's just it's hard to watch so anyways have you guys been watching Euphoria? And if you have, what do you think? I apologize in advance because I have my retainers in. Um, so I might sound like Sid the Sloth 
from Ice Age. Um, Sid the Sloth. Anywho, I was just talking to my sister and she was watching my stories about cleaning out and like organizing the front closet at home. And she's like, why do you keep all your old batteries? And I was like, um, you're supposed to dispose of them like securely and safely at like a proper battery disposal place. And she thought like she did not know that. So I just want everybody out there to know that when you have dead batteries, you're not supposed to just throw them in the garbage. And maybe all of you are like, oh, my God, we know this. But maybe you don't know this. Um, old medications you're not supposed to throw in the garbage. And <clears throat> sorry, dead batteries. You are supposed to dispose of them at like a battery disposal place. I think somewhere like Best Buy or one of the libraries around here has a battery disposal. So what I do is I just collect them. I keep them in like a big Ziploc bag, all the dead ones. And then every once in a while, when I think about it, I'll just go bring them to one of the battery drop-off places. And same with old medications. When I go through all of our medicine cabinet and all the stuff that we have, and if it's expired... Then I will collect it, put it all in a bag, keep it out of reach from like the dogs and Milo, obviously. And then my husband is supposed to take it to work because there's a pharmacy there. And I think you can drop expired medications off at pharmacies. But my sister was just saying because she has all her old IVF um, medications and she has to dispose of them. And apparently she saw a sign at the pharmacy that said they cannot be in original packaging or in a package that has your name on it. So before you gather up all your expired medications and take them to the pharmacy, maybe figure that out because you might have to take them out of the package or remove the sticker that has your name so anyways, this is just a little bit of information that I thought I would impart on you guys in case maybe you were unaware. So I'm going to go try and shovel the end of the driveway because the plow has gone by and wish me luck and pray for my lower back. All right. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
The little spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs. They have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. It is Saturday morning. It is 10 a.m. We have already been outside, shoveled the driveway, and what happened was, you see, my husband operates on Fridays, so usually on Saturday mornings, he has to go into the hospital to check on people. I think they call it rounding 
in the doctor world. Um, so he goes outside to snow blow the driveway because it snowed more overnight, which is unbelievable. We have so much snow. And so Milo and I go outside to just play. And then my husband says, okay, I'm going to go shower. And now I'm stuck outside with Milo, who doesn't want to go in because he loves throwing snowballs. Um, and I was like, Ugh. it's like one of those situations again where my husband has something to go do. And so I just like get left in whatever situation we're in. But anyways... Eventually, Milo wanted to come in, and so we came inside, and I'm kind of regretting making a playroom upstairs. Like, I don't want to be upstairs during the day, but now most, like, all of his Legos are up there. Most of his toys are up there, and it's like, ugh. So we just went up, got all the Legos for this one Jurassic Park set, brought them downstairs, and now that's what we're playing with. But like, am I just not going to have a nice looking house? And by that, I mean toys scattered everywhere and left out. You know what I need to do? Okay. I need to have, once we get our living room and our dining room set up properly with all the stuff, like redecorated, let's say, I need to get like big bins and dedicate some storage for just the toys that he is actively interested in so that it's out of the way like it's put somewhere that's the problem his toys that are on the main floor need a specific location to live so one of the things that we were going to do is change the dining room area, like where you see us eating dinners sometimes at the kitchen table, changing that to more of like a multi-purpose room with like a smaller round table with storage along the wall. And then we were going to move our dining room table to where all his toys are currently. Um, and so I think the storage that's in that room will be used for his toys that he's actively playing with. And then it'll like, it'll be like, okay, you want to play with your toys? You can go take them out. But when you're done, like we're going to put them away. And I think that's smart because right now, because we haven't set up the house properly, like we've lived here, but we haven't set it up in a way that is functional for us. So there's just stuff everywhere. Nothing has a place. There's no like proper storage. We haven't bought furniture to like fit this actual space, but that is what we are working on. So stay tuned. And now I'm like, crap, I've dedicated this whole bedroom upstairs to be a playroom. But I guess down the road, once he gets older, like we'll put a little TV in there and like a comfy little chair and like a couch. And, you know, once he starts, if he starts playing video games, like that can be his little room that he does that stuff in. And then he's not doing it in his bedroom so that like when it's bedtime, all that stuff isn't in his room, which like I know this is extremely a luxury kind of thing because we have this space. Um, but yeah, if, if we oh, my God, dogs, if we had more kids then obviously we wouldn't be able to do that. Muffin! Oh my god. Okay, guys, I gotta go. 
It is currently Sunday morning and I'm in one of these predicaments where my husband got called in late last night. He came into my room, brought the dogs at like 1030 and the monitor, like hooked up the monitor. I was half asleep, so I didn't say anything to him. Anyway, so he had to go to the hospital. I don't know when he got home because I eventually went to bed. Um, but now it's Sunday morning and I came downstairs by myself while I have the dogs. Um, I'm having coffee. It's 7.34 a.m. And Milo is still sleeping. And while it's great to have your morning coffee by yourself, I'm also like, <clears throat> is he sleeping too much? Is this going to affect his bedtime tonight? What? Like, this is a perfect example of the mental load of being a mom or like the default parent. And like, the default parent is not necessarily that you are physically doing so much more childcare tasks than the other parent. It's literally mostly a mental load. For example, if my husband was here right now having this coffee, he would not even think twice about just letting Milo sleep until he woke up. But I'm sitting here like, should I go wake him up? Like trying to figure out when <clears throat> he fell asleep last night and counting how many hours he had. And then like what time he would be going to bed tonight. Like, is he going to have to have a later bedtime? So now I am unable to fully enjoy my morning coffee by myself because all these things are going through my mind while at the same time I'm like, I have HGTV on, like I'm scrolling social media. So like, it's not like I'm sitting here sweating in like an anxious state ruminating about it. It's just this extra layer of like, my thoughts being occupied by something so that I'm not fully present in whatever I'm doing. So anyways, if you find yourself in a similar predicament, you are not alone. I decided I'm just going to let Milo sleep until he naturally wakes up and that's that. Oh, he just started moving. Well, there you go. Okay. Until next time. It is Monday. It is family day in Ontario, which means most people have the day off or, well, and stores are not open. So it is a day of just being with your family. My husband is on call today. He's not working his usual hours, but he is on call. So he's at the hospital right now. He got called in again last night. Like every night of this weekend, he has been called in like around 1030, just as I'm about to fall asleep. And then he walks in the room and like drops off the dogs and the monitor. And I'm just like, oh my God. But anyways, Milo and I made some cookies this morning and we are currently building some Legos and it's just like and puzzles. And puzzles, that's right. And like I just want to do something productive. That's the struggle with 
young children is like, it's really hard to do productive things on the weekend, especially. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's like a rocket. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just want to do productive things. Like I want to go buy a rug for my office and paint the wall pink and, you know, like there's just so many things, but it's hard. You can't do it with young kids in the house. Um, and also like I find the pandemic has really made it difficult for us to leave the house. Like we're just so used to being home now that it feels like a chore or like we're just not used to going out and doing things. So I find we're in the house all the time. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, we could go do this. But is it really worth it? Like, do you really want to risk him getting sick? Like young children aren't vaccinated yet. So it's just like you just end up sitting at home. And obviously, I don't want to have screens on all day. So it's up to me to entertain and like find things for us to do. He's a really good independent player. Like he'll play by himself really well. But it's like, I get it. It's Monday. He's been home for a whole weekend. He's used to playing with kids all day, his age. So, I mean, he starts to get bored too. And your mommy and your daddy? Yeah. Yeah. So anywho, it's, uh, it's been a pretty boring, uneventful weekend. I got two Peloton rides in. Hopefully get another one in today. I don't know. Like, what do people do with young kids? I would love to take him skiing. Wow. That is incredible. I know. Yeah, I would love to take him skiing. There's hills nearby. So one weekend when my husband isn't on call, maybe we can plan to do that. You really have to have a plan with kids because it's hard to do things spontaneously. So anywho, I'm looking forward to this week so I can get back to work, get back into our routine. La la la. Okay chat later. Hello, it is Monday at 4.30. I am finally able to do stuff around the house that does not include entertaining Milo or like baking with him or building Legos and actually enjoy myself and not feel extremely guilty because Milo's watching TV because my husband took him outside to shovel the driveway and shovel the back deck. And it's like, now that I know Milo is outside and he's playing and he's playing in the snow and with my husband, I can actually function as a human that's not ruminating about trying to entertain their child or worrying that they're watching too much TV or whatever. So I vacuumed, I vacuumed the stairs, which get incredibly full of dog hair. 
I talked to my sister on FaceTime. She is, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably know she was doing IVF for like a long time, years, had so many complications. Anyways, finally, she is just over 20 weeks pregnant, I believe. And so we were talking about, she was concerned that she had a short perineum. So like, the space between your anus and your vaginal opening where the baby comes out. And she was like, if you have a short perineum, then you're more likely to have like third and fourth degree tears because there's not enough room for the baby to come out. So I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. So anyways, I asked my husband and he was like, yeah, that's true. So my sister looked it up and apparently the average length of a perineum is 3.9 centimeters was it centimeters or or inches i don't know guys look it up it was one of those anyways hers is 3.5 it must be it's got to be centimeters because inches would be pretty big i think i don't know why is this so hard to visualize anyways so hers is 3.5 she literally got her fiance to measure it and you're only at risk of tearing if you are below 2.5 inches or centimeters. It's got to be, is it inches? It must be inches now that I think about it. Centimeters are so tiny. Okay, so inches. So if it's less than 2.5 inches, then you're at risk of having like a third degree or fourth degree tear. So she's in the clear. Muffin, can you go in your house? Because you're incredibly irritating. Like, I swear to God, my patience for the dogs, like zero. Um, okay, tonight my goal is to start watching a show on Netflix called Inventing Anna. And it is about this girl in New York who like kind of was like a fraud and pretended to be this like big socialite. It's a true story. And I specifically remember when Milo was a baby. And he was like a really, really little baby because I was still breastfeeding. And during one of the feeds overnight, I was just scrolling Instagram and my friend who is a journalist in Ottawa had posted this story on Instagram. And it was an article that was all about this girl, Anna, in New York. And it took me like the article was so long and I'm going to try and find it and post it on Instagram and it was the whole story about like how she like basically tricked people into thinking she was like this big socialite and was living in this fancy hotel and how she like got people to pay for things. And anyways, it was nuts. So Netflix made a show with the girl from Ozark all about this story. And it's like a short series. So I think there's only seven episodes I am so excited to watch it, so you guys watch it too and tell me what you think. I'm also on, I think, like episode four of Euphoria, and I'm really liking the show. Like, the acting is incredible, the music's incredible, like, everything is incredible about the show. It's just a little bit disturbing, and it's a lot. It's like, I know that things like this actually happen, and people's lives are this way but it just seems like a lot for like this one group of friends in this one high school like to have all of this stuff going on but 
keep in mind it is for TV, so I get it. But it's really good. But just be warned that it's a little bit disturbing if you're sensitive like me. Um, so yeah, I'm having a peppermint tea now. I'm trying to promote pooping because it hasn't been the best for the last two days. Um, and I'm getting paranoid and now I'm trying to do all the things, but then sometimes it backfires. You do all the things and it makes it worse. So I don't know. Anyhow, that's, that's my story for now. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Okay. It is time to talk about why I think I am the default parent and There's so many reasons. And one thing that I really want to clear up that I don't know if people get is that I'm not the default parent because of something that my husband does. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, our family dynamic and situation with regard to like his job and my job and the pandemic and just how everything happened, that plays a part in it. But a lot of it is on me and it's like my own mental load that I put on myself that I for some reason have a hard time controlling and my husband doesn't have those mental thoughts um so like the guilt the ruminating about you know I don't want him to sleep in because he's gonna have a hard time falling asleep tonight the like oh my god he's been watching too much screens today we should go outside and play like All of this stuff that is just never ending and the thinking about like, oh, it's Valentine's coming up. I got to get all the kids in his class like little Valentine's treats and put them together and planning this and planning that and da 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 da. It's, It's a lot and it's never ending. And also the feeling that I have to announce or like make it be known that I'm going to be leaving the room so that my husband knows that now he has to watch Milo. And this was much more of a thing when Milo was younger and someone had to be watching him at all times. Now I find Milo is pretty like, he'll play independently and we don't have to be like a hawk on him. Um, but that age, and it's the age that he was when it was quarantine. So it really like exacerbated everything. So I don't, Like, my husband does not put that on me. That's, like, a me thing. And it's, like, our family dynamic is such that, for some reason, I would feel like I was the one, like, I am the primary person that's watching him, and my husband is not. But honestly, like, if I just got up and left the room, my husband would just watch Milo. Like... But when you're the default parent and you have these like thoughts in your head and you feel like you can't just get up and leave because you feel like you're the one that's watching the child and you have to let the other part parent know that you're about to leave so that they watch, it's like this whole thing. And really what it comes down to is communication. And after I realized everything that was happening and the differences between how I would navigate like a Saturday morning versus my husband and we just talked about it, everything got so much better because it was like I explained to my husband how I was feeling 
and why I feel the need to like tell him I'm gonna go take a shower or like you know anything go pee like okay I'm gonna go pee now is that okay make sure you watch Milo it's like oh my god so anyways communication is the way to break this down and it's not going to get rid of your mom guilt it's not going to get rid of a lot of the mental load stuff but even that I find if I just verbalize it in the moment like I feel like we shouldn't be watching a movie right now and we should go play outside then at least it's out in the open and I can just like get it off my chest and out of my mind And then you can also make a plan with your partner and be like, okay, after this movie, we're going to go for a walk or something. So then it can just like alleviate the mental load in the moment. And then you can enjoy watching freaking Encanto on a Saturday afternoon. Um, So yeah, I think a lot of people think default parent means that the other parent is not involved or they're not pulling their weight. And that is not the case at all. It's literally like I do it to myself and communicating how I feel and communicating different situations with my husband. Like I'll be like, okay, for example, we woke up this morning, you just started like doing the dishes, making breakfast, and then you went and put the recycling out, you cut the grass, like, and I'm just sitting there feeling like I have to watch Milo the whole time. And now I can't do anything that I want to do. Like maybe I want to go organize the closet or I want to make breakfast. I want to like, you know, whatever it is. But it's communication. It's like people need to know how you're feeling in different situations and how they can better like address the issue and how you can as well. So anyways, it's like a whole thing. But being the default parent is not just you are physically doing more childcare tasks than the other parent. That is likely a part of it for many people, just given the way that their family functions, the other parent works out of the house, works long hours, um, whatever it might be. But yeah, it's also the default parent is the one that is constantly the flexible one. Like, given my husband's job and my job, obviously it's very easy for me to reschedule a freaking podcast than it is for my husband to reschedule a surgery with someone. So it's like I'm the one that's constantly available, that's constantly having to be flexible. If Milo gets sick at school, I know that it's me that's going to get him. I know that I'm the one staying home with him, having to like clear my days. That's just the way it is. And it's not to say that I want it to be any any way, like I don't want it to be different because that's just how our family functions, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't take a toll on the person that is constantly available and having to rearrange their schedule or the one who is constantly home with a sick child every single time they're sick. So that is my rant about being the default parent. I'm sure everyone's situation is different, but I, what, when someone asked me why I'm the default parent, like just actually being curious, I think those are some of the reasons why. And a lot of it is my own doing, like mentally. Um, but yeah, I find communicating with my husband really helps that situation so 
I hope you guys enjoyed this different format of the podcast. Um, again, at the mom room podcast on Instagram, let me know your feedback. I will keep doing this a few more times, see if you guys like it. And then, yeah, we can uh, reevaluate where we are and um, how we want these Thursday episodes to go. So without um, keeping you too long, I hope you guys have a good weekend and I hope your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha!